Now, today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily, no sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. On today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, I tell you which Texas Longhorns football players are the most valuable in terms of NIL valuation evaluated by On3. I'll tell you what has to happen for the Texas Longhorns basketball team and Chris Beard to get to the national championship game in the NCAA tournament. Yes, we have a little bit of fun with that. And the Texas football team received four new crystal ball predictions from 24-7 Sports for their 2023 recruiting class. I'll tell you who those players are that are looking likely to come to the University of Texas in the fall. Longhorn Nations, glad to see you. On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Day. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis, the voice of University of Texas football and basketball. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. For my audio listeners, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube for exclusive content and to put a face behind the voice of your favorite podcast. Make sure you like us, rate us, review us, give us five stars. Anything less than that, I have to believe you aren't listening hard enough. Y'all know how we do it on this podcast. Let's get right into it. So we know that name, image, and likeness has changed the landscape of college football. Ole Miss football head coach Lane Kiffin said it's pretty much turned into a free agency in, in the NFL. And, you know, it's kind of just players turning into where they can get the most money. But although that may be true, I think this is long overdue. We saw players, um, you know, kind of like Reggie Bush and, you know, just a host of, of other players in football and basketball getting in trouble, programs getting in trouble for these players benefiting off their name, making money off of their name, while the university profited millions uh, for the success that these players had on the field and on the court. So it's long overdue that these players are able to get paid for the success that they contribute to these universities. And, you know, we're seeing now it really has changed the landscape, you know, in the transfer portal, you know, players are probably going uh, where they can get the most money, where they're promised the most money. And that's probably just as important as where they get the most opportunity to play on the field. And of course, we know, you know, coming out of high school, you know, players are still going to have their dream schools. Players are going to have schools that make the most sense for them schematically. But also, you know, it helps <laughs> to go to be able to go to the school that's throwing you the most amount of money as well, so on three a website uh, for just all kind of things, but definitely one of the hottest sources, one of the best sources uh, for college football recruiting. They have an NIL valuation tool, name, image and likeness valuation tool. And this tool evaluates the most profitable, most valuable players in the country in college and high school. They have a top 100 list for both. We'll get into a little bit of both of those as the Texas Longhorns football players have players on both of those lists. But this isn't a list that just kind of adds up all of the cash value of the NIL deal. So for example, if Bryce Young had $30 million worth of NIL deals, he doesn't, that'd be crazy. But if he did, that wouldn't necessarily mean he was number one on the list. They look at a lot of different factors, like what university you're at, what position you play, et cetera, et cetera, to figure out your true value. But the two most important things they look at 
One is your social media presence. How many followers you have on social media, um, how much engagement you're getting, how many impressions you're getting, things like that. And two, your success on the football field, basketball court, or wherever domain you play in college athletics. So that's how they make these lists. And, and so we'll go through kind of, uh, you know, where the Texas football players land on this list. But first, the top five. So number one comes in the returning Heisman winner, Bryce Young. No surprise there. Quarterback at Alabama. He is currently valued. Once again, it's not how much money he's made from name, image, and likeness deals. This is just his current value, $1.9 million. That is crazy. Going into his junior year of college, he is valued at $1.9 million. But, you know, no surprise there. He's at the biggest program in the country in college football in Alabama. He's won the Heisman. He's won a national championship, you know, not as a starter, you know, but won a national championship at that program. So, you know, that's only going to continue to increase, especially if he continues to have success this year. Number two, C.J. Stroud coming in at $1.1 million, the quarterback for Ohio State. It's a lot of money once again, but it makes sense. You know, a program with that pedigree and the success he had at quarterback with wide receivers, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, it makes sense that he's over that a million dollar threshold in terms of just pure value. And that was that will continue to increase as Ohio State likely will win the Big 12 this year. Big Big 10, excuse me. Number three, Will Anderson, the linebacker from Alabama coming in at seven hundred and forty seven thousand. That's his current value. The highest defensive player on the list. Two players in the top three from Alabama. Once again, we have so much success at that program. It just makes sense, you know, that they be getting a lot of money. Uh, you know, a lot of dollar dollar bill down there <laughs> in Mobile, Alabama. Um, number four on the list, Spencer Rattler, 689K. I said mobile. I meant to say Tuscaloosa. Four, Spencer Rattler, 689,000. Now, this is kind of surprising, but he has a huge social media following. One of the biggest social media followings in college football you know we saw that things didn't work out he got benched and, and replaced by Caleb Williams at Oklahoma and now he's at South Carolina but still comes in at number four on the list as the most fourth most valuable player in college football according to the on three website and then rounding out the fifth one this is Shadur Sanders uh Deion Sanders son he's the quarterback at Jackson State they have him listed at 626,000 we know that he obviously has access to millions of dollars. His dad is, you know, a, a Hall of Famer, one of the best defensive backs of all time, arguably the best defensive back of all time. We know Dion has got money for days, and we know Shadir has got money for days. So his individual value in terms of NIO is ranked at 626000 but we know he, he surpasses that, you know, a lot for sure. Now, getting to the Texas Longhorns on the list, number 16, the highest on the list coming in. Once again, it has a lot to do with the position that you play. You know, if you're an offensive lineman, you're probably not going to be high on the list or anything like that. But we know that quarterbacks, we saw that the top two were quarterbacks and the number one player for the Texas Longhorns is a quarterback as well, Quinn Ewers. Now, he has 169,000 followers between Instagram, TikTok, and and twitter so you know they're loving the mullet they're, they're checking in on his social media to, to see what he's doing he's currently valued at three hundred and thirty one thousand dollars. that's number 16 on the list in the top 100 if he becomes the starter when he becomes the starter and has success this year for the texas longhorns if they can improve on their five and seven season look for him to be in the top 10 or possibly even the top five next year it won't take long for him for his value uh, to go up, especially if it's in terms of social media and production on the field. Number 29, Heisman hopeful, Bijan Robinson, the best running back in the country, 139,000 followers between his social media sites. He is valued at 220. 
thousand dollars likely his last year in college so it really won't matter much he'll be making millions next year in the nfl but he checks in at number 29 out of 100 on the list valued at two hundred and twenty thousand dollars and then the last Longhorn in the top 100, number 56. It makes sense that it's Xavier Worthy and the triplets are the three or possibly uh, the, the triplets are the three on the list. Xavier Worthy with 57,000 followers between his social media. So he's got to take some tips from Quinn Ewers and, and, and B. John Robinson to get that following up and get him higher on this list. He is valued at one hundred and fifty two thousand dollars currently. Uh, so you got, you know, Quinn Ewers, B. John Robinson, and Xavier Worthy in the top 100. Xavier Worthy rounding out the list at number 56. Now, I mentioned that they have a top 100 for high school players as well. And there's some Texas recruits on that list. Malik Murphy, Terrence Brooks, and Justice Finkley are all on that list in the top 100 high school prospects as far as NIL value. Justice Finkley was down at 77. I think Malik Murphy was at 24. So that's some variance there. Terrence Brooks uh, was kind of high for him to be a cornerback, but that's really good. And then two prospects that Texas has a good chance of landing are on the list. Arch Manning is number one at 1.6 million nephew of Peyton and Eli Manning out of Isidore Newman in New Orleans, Louisiana. He is 1.6 million. So he would be number two on the list behind Bryce Young ahead of CJ Stroud right now. And he's going into his senior year of high school. That's crazy. It just shows you how much the landscape of college football has changed with NIL deals. And then Jonte Cook, the receiver out of DeSoto, he's currently looks like his top two schools are Texas and Texas A&M. He is on that list as well as one of the most profitable and valuable players right now um, in terms of social media and production on the field in high school and coming to the University of Texas or Texas A&M. But, you know, he needs to pick the Longhorns would just increase his value tenfold. So we saw a story recently, too, that a 2023 five star recruit has signed a NIL deal that could be worth more than eight million dollars. Now, this is crazy. And so the, the parameters of the deal say that they would receive three hundred and fifty thousand immediately upon signing the deal. And they could receive up to two million or more each year that they're on campus for the school. Now, the player was not named. They say this player has not signed a letter of intent yet. And the player does not plan to sign out letter of intent, even even after signing this eight million dollar NIL deal, which is crazy. But the agent, I mean, the lawyer that drew up the deal, say there's a level of trust there. So clearly, uh, which, you know, ever school is affiliated with this NIL deal, strongly believes that they'll get a letter of intent signed by this prospect, even though it hasn't been done yet. In my opinion, it's only one of three players. Arch Manning, of course, is probably who everybody thinks it is, the number one uh, recruit in the country. And that could probably be Georgia, Alabama or Texas that could give him an eight million dollar deal to come to their school. Um, but, you know, it, it could be him. Also, Malachi Nelson, the number two quarterback in the country, number two overall prospect. He's committed to USC. You know, they're throwing a bunch of money at those players out there in Los Angeles. I wouldn't be surprised if it's him. And then also you have Nicholas. I am a labor. Um, who is committed to Tennessee from the California area. So, you know, maybe Tennessee threw $8 million and, and said come out here uh, to Knoxville. Um, but I think one of those three players is, is probably who it's going to be. Of course, it remains to be seen. But either way, um, it just shows you how, how valuable these players are. These players are making money off their name, image, and likeness. And, you know, some people are traditional. People can complain about it and, and say that these college players shouldn't get paid or whatever. But this is the current landscape of college football. And if you want to compete, 
and be one of the most competitive teams in the nation, you have to get with the times and you're going to have to get with NIL. And um, these players are going to profit off their name, image and likeness, which they should have been doing. And, and colleges are going to have to pay up uh, to make sure they can get these players and keep these players and compete at the highest level in college football. Coming up next, I tell you what's going to have to happen for Chris Beard and the Texas men's basketball team to get to the championship game in the NCAA tournament. But first, a word from our sponsors. Man, do I love March Madness, but I hardly make any money betting on the games. Stat Heroes NCAA single game pick them pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. So we saw in 2019 the Texas Tech then Texas Tech coach Chris Beard was able to take his team to the national championship game in the NCAA tournament, ultimately falling by eight points to Virginia in overtime. And now Chris Beard is at his alma mater in Texas in his first full season. He won 21 games and has gotten the Texas Longhorns basketball team a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament. I think they were on the path to a fourth or fifth seed, but they lost in the first round to TCU, a team never ranked higher than TCU was seeded fifth. Uh, Texas was seeded fourth, and they had a 20-point lead in that game and blew it, ultimately losing 65-60 to to TCU. And I think the committee penalized them for that, moving them down to the sixth seed, which was very costly because now they have to face off against the 11th seeded Virginia Tech Hokies in the first round where they probably would have played uh, the winner of Wyoming or Indiana or Akron in the first round if they were a fourth or fifth seed. But nonetheless, you have to play who's in front of you. And now that's Virginia Tech, a very tough matchup. We just saw them win the ACC tournament against the Duke Blue Devils. Hunter Couture had 31 points. Um, This is a team that is really hot, 13-2 and in their last 15 games, really good at shooting the three, can score offensively, averaging over 70 points a game. And we know that Texas has struggled offensively this year. But we're going to have some fun on the podcast today. And regardless of what I actually think Texas is going to do in the tournament, I'll get into that a little bit later in the week. I have some really good stuff planned for y'all as far as previewing this game. Some uh, really good guests um, this week to talk about Virginia Tech and Texas. I am going to tell you what will have to happen for Texas to get to the national championship. And I'll just give you best case scenario if they were to win each game to get there. So starting off, Texas will face off as I've mentioned previously, against Virginia Tech. The winner of Texas and Virginia Tech will play against the winner of Purdue and Yale. Now, Purdue is a three seed. This is a team that was the number one team in the country at one point this year. It's led by star point guard Jaden Ivey, who will probably be a top four to five player selected in this year's NBA draft. So um, a really good fundamental basketball team, uh, really good in their offensive sets. And then you have a star in Jaden Ivey. So they can make a lot of noise in the tournament. A lot of people feel like they were undervalued as a three seed. So that would be a tough round of 32 matchup if they had to face off against Purdue, assuming that they beat Yale, which I think they will. So if Texas beats 
Virginia Tech, they will face off against Purdue in the round of 32 to get to the Sweet 16. Now, on the other end of the bottom of the East Region bracket, you have Murray State. Uh, most people probably are familiar with Murray State. That's where Ja Morant, who is killing it in the NBA right now for the Memphis Grizzlies, that's where he went to college. They were 30-2 and two this year. In the first round, they're going to be facing off against San Francisco, who is in the same conference as Gonzaga, a really good basketball team. Um, so that's going to be a good matchup. Ultimately, I think Murray, ta Murray State takes that matchup against San Francisco. And then the winner of that game is going to play against Kentucky, who is the two seed in the East region against St. Peter's. you got uh, Ty Ty Washington, who will probably be a top 10 pick in this year's NBA draft. And you got Oscar Sheeway, who likely is going to be the NCAA player of the year and the Naismith player. Um, just a double-double machine, a monster down low in the post. And so the winner of – so I would probably take Murray State and Kentucky. So now we're in the round of 32, and I'm going to say that Texas, you know, just to keep going, Texas is going to beat Purdue, and then Murray State and Kentucky, Texas is going to face off against Purdue. Murray State and Kentucky are going to face off against each other. Let's say that Texas beats Purdue, and then I think Kentucky would beat Murray State in that matchup, although that would be a really good game. Uh, we've seen Kentucky on their highs. They went into Kansas and dominated them, but you know some of their lows this year haven't been great, um, so they're inconsistent at times. But let's just say Kentucky beats Murray State, and then Texas is going to face off against Kentucky in the Sweet 16. Let's go to the top of the bracket with the number one seed, Baylor, led by James Akinjo, a really good basketball team. Uh, had a share of the regular season Big 12 title. Looked like they didn't really care too much um, in the Big 12 tournament, losing to Oklahoma, but they still were able to secure a one seed. So they're going to play Norfolk State in the first round. Then you have North Carolina, uh, who spoiled uh, Coach K's kind of going away party at Cameron Indoor Stadium against former Texas Longhorns basketball coach um, Marquette. So that's going to be the 8-9 matchup there. And then you have St. Mary's, who was able to beat Gonzaga this year, one of the few teams that beat Gonzaga against the winner of the Wyoming-Indiana play-in game. I think Indiana beats Wyoming. I don't even think that game is going to be particularly close, even though Wyoming is a good basketball team. And then you have UCLA, who made the Final Four last year with players like Johnny Juzang and uh, Tiger Campbell. They have a lot of experience going against Akron, who won their championship game on, you know, the players for the other team got suspended, making a diss track, which I thought was crazy. But anyway, they won it and got the automatic bid. So let's say I'm taking Baylor uh, against North Carolina in the round of 32. And then I'm going to take, I think, you know, Shaka Smart continues his drought of not being able to win in the NCAA tournament. And then I'm going to take Indiana in the upset. I think the 12 seed, they beat St. Mary's, the fifth seed. And then UCLA takes care of business against Akron. So now in the round of 32 or the Sweet 16, I have Texas versus Kentucky. Excuse me. Let me go back. So Baylor, I have Baylor over North Carolina. And then I have, this is March Madness for real. I got Baylor over North Carolina, and I got UCLA over Indiana in the round of 32. So now the Sweet 16, I have Texas versus Kentucky and Baylor versus UCLA. Once again, this is not exactly what I think is going to happen. This is just the path of what I think was going to happen outside of Texas winning every game to get to the national championship. Texas versus Kentucky. Um, that would be a really hard fought game. You got Texas. I mean, Kentucky was able to score so many different ways on the offensive end. And then Texas, one of the best defensive teams in the country for the sake of continuing to do this segment. We're going to say that Texas beats Kentucky. When you have Baylor and UCLA, I think, you know, obviously Baylor has some experience, too, but they've lost most of the players from uh, the championship team last year, if not all of the players. And then UCLA, um, they returned most of their players from their final four run last year. I actually in the bracket that I'm working on picked UCLA 
uh, to make it. So I'm going to take UCLA over Baylor. Um, I, I think UCLA will just be too much for Baylor. And Baylor's kind of on a short, like, seven-man rotation. I think eventually their luck will run out. They've kind of overachieved since they've had so many injuries this year. And once again, I'm taking Texas over Kentucky. Um, and so that puts Texas and UCLA in the Elite Eight. At that point, I'm going to take Texas over UCLA to get to the final four. I ultimately probably think UCLA will come out of this bracket. Um, I have a final answer for you later on this week in the podcast. But let's say Texas beats UCLA to get to the final four. They will play the winner of the West region. And I have Texas Tech coming out of the West. So how crazy would that be? Um, Gonzaga is the number one seed in that conference, but I think Texas Tech will bully them in similar to a way that uh, Baylor did last year in the championship game and advance to the final four. And so how crazy would it be if Texas Tech and Mark Adams plays against Chris Beard and the University of Texas Longhorns to get to the national championship game in, in, the, in the NCAA tournament? We saw Texas Tech beat Texas twice this year, but it's hard to beat a team three times in one season. And we could see that matchup. Once again, I'm not predicting it will happen, but it definitely could happen. You could see Texas versus Texas Tech to get to the national championship game. And we know that that was one of the two, really two of the most, uh, you know, hype matchups, two of the best matchups in college basketball this year, just as far as the fans and, and really the matchups on the court. So that would be a treat for us to be able to see it in the NCAA tournament with so much on the line. Coming up next, four players received crystal ball predictions for 24-7 sports for your Texas Longhorns. I get into who those are and what that means for this football team. March Madness is this week. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here and we're running brackets with runyourpool.com. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even game customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there, that's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize of up to $1,800. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. It's that time of the year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, really quickly. So Texas football has received four new crystal ball predictions for the 2023 recruiting class. I go through them really quick. Now, Texas has one commit so far, four-star safety in Jamel Johnson and um, the weekend of March 26th, Ruben Owens, Arch Manning, and Jonte Cook will be visiting UT. These are three players that Texas is really keyed in on, looking to bring in in their 2023 recruiting class. Now, they have all expressed interest in playing with each other, and I think it's key that they're making the recruiting visit at the same time. 
We've seen kind of the modern version of the triplets if Quinn Ewers gets the starting position this year at quarterback with Quinn Ewers, B. John Robinson, and Xavier Worthy. This could be the future, the next set of triplets at the 40 acres with Ruben Owens at running back, Arch Manning, and John Tay Cook at receiver, Arch Manning at quarterback. So number one, Arch Manning did receive a crystal ball prediction for Texas. Now he is nowhere, you know, I think he's leaning towards Texas, but this is nowhere set in stone. Jeffrey Ketchum made um, this crystal ball prediction. He does have a history of, of being a little ambitious and being wrong at times. So I wouldn't, you know, put any stock into that. But, you know, it. I think he's coming to Texas. And it looks like some of the experts at 24-7 Sports thinks he's coming to Texas as well. But, of course, Georgia and Alabama still have a realistic shot. So don't take this as he's coming to Texas. Just take this as one of the experts at 24-7 Sports thinks he's coming to Texas, along with the host of Locked on Longhorns, yours truly, Jonathan Davis. Ruben Owens has received two crystal ball predictions for the University of Texas. Five-star running back out of El Campo, Texas. All signs look to him coming to the University of Texas. Um, Steve Wiltfong and Hudson Standish both believe that he will be at UT, and I think his commitment um, will be a big reason that Arch Manning strongly considers coming to the University of Texas. Lafayette Kuwe out of uh, three-star tight end out of Arlington. Hudson Standish believes he will come to the University of Texas, gave him a crystal ball prediction. Get this, he had nine touchdowns last year on 27 catches. So he only had 400 receiving yards, but had a touchdown on 33% of his receptions. He could carve out a role definitely in the red zone at the University of Texas. And then Andre Kojo, a three-star offensive lineman, 6'6", 330, a big boy. Um, Hudson Standish and Mike Roach both are predicting that he will come to the University of Texas, gave him a crystal ball prediction. So we saw last year that Texas had the number five recruiting class in the country, and they are working hard on bringing in another top five recruiting class in the country. And if they're able uh, to secure prospects like Arch Manning, Ruben Owens, Jonte Cook, and then some other players they're looking out, this no doubt will be one of the best recruiting classes in the country and continue to pave the way for Steven Sarkeesian to have success at the 40 acres longhorn nation thank you for tuning in to another episode of locked on longhorns your daily number one source for all things texas athletics making us your first listen of the day until tomorrow peace